Hey, my name is Ryan Allen Bell, host of the Home-Based Business Podcast. And if you want to learn to design your best life and have the courage to live it, you should be listening to the More Than Corporate Podcast with my good friend, Amber Furman. Welcome to the More Than Corporate Podcast. I'm Amber Furman, recovering perfectionist and serial accomplisher. If you're anything like I used to be, you've been living your life thinking that if you accomplish enough stuff, you'll finally find the success you've always wanted. But what if it's not about accomplishing more stuff? What if it's about accomplishing the right stuff? I believe you don't find success. You create it by intentionally designing the life you want and having the courage to get out of your comfort zone to live your design. I went from doing what I was supposed to do to doing what I love to do, and now I get to help others do the same. Keep listening as I chat with inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day and learn how you too can live the life you've always wanted. This episode is brought to you by Success Development Solutions and the Design Your Life Mastermind. Are you someone who is a serial accomplisher? Let me explain what I mean by that. Are you searching for that next thing that you need to accomplish to find the happiness, fulfillment, or success you've been missing? You keep thinking, I'll be happy when. Believe me, I've said those words and I know your pain. I used to chase success like it was a pot of gold at the end of some accomplishment rainbow. And just like that pot of gold, the closer I got, the further away it seemed. Because it's an illusion. It doesn't exist. If somebody was to ask you what does success mean to you and you can't answer that question, then the Design Your Life Mastermind is for you. Head over to designyourlife.successdevelopmentsolutions.com to schedule a call with me and see if we're a good fit to work together. The sooner you do, the sooner you can start living the life you've always wanted instead of chasing an illusion that you'll never obtain. Welcome back to another episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. I'm so excited for the interview that I have today with Ryan Allen Bell. Ryan is actually the host of the amazing Home-Based Business Podcast. It's a top education and self-improvement podcast where he interviews people who are building successful home-based businesses. Ryan has been building his home-based business for the last seven years full-time for five years, and has built a business that has expanded over 10 countries all around the world. Currently, he has coached dozens of people to six-figure incomes and has helped hundreds earn part-time income working from home. His driving force is in helping others build successful home-based businesses so they can create a life of freedom and independence. Ryan loves God, loves his family, and loves positively impacting the world. You can listen to his podcast at Ryan allenbell.com slash podcast. And I'm so excited. Ryan and I go back a couple of years when I found NLP and he was, you know, there to support me in that journey. So I know he's going to have a ton of things to share with you today. Ryan, how are you doing today? Amber, what's up? Thanks for having me on. I'm super excited. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have you here. So we did an interview on your um, podcast a little bit back and it was amazing. So we'll make sure that we link that in so people can go listen to how amazing you are. Thank you for having me on yours as well. Yeah, of course. It was really fun. For sure, It was, it was a good time. So let's start with little Ryan. I always like to get this idea of what it was like for people growing up. And the reason I love these conversations is because I feel like we've fallen into this 
idea in the world right now that like you're doing something and that has to be your passion and what you've known you wanted to do from the time that you were like walking. And if you didn't know that, then you must have failed somewhere along the way. So I love talking to people and realizing that that's just not real life. So for you, what, when you were little, did you think you wanted to be when you grew up? It's funny that you ask this because I, I think most boys, they want to be like baseball players, right? Yeah. Uh, and so that was me as a little kid. I wanted to go pro in baseball. I played little league for eight years. So that's one aspect of what I wanted to do. But also when, when we first got our computer, we first got the internet, I was probably like eight years old. And I remember seeing an ad on the computer and it was this young guy in front of like a convertible and it said, learn how to become an entrepreneur. And I remember seeing that when I was a kid, I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to be an entrepreneur. But here's the thing, as I grew up, I didn't know how to become an entrepreneur and, and I got sucked into like my normal traditional career path. Like I originally pursued fire and okay. I realized, I realized my heart wasn't in that, but I ended up falling back into entrepreneurship once I realized I could make it happen. But yeah, so as a kid, I wanted to be a professional baseball player and I, that seed was planted to be an entrepreneur. But like most people, I just, I got sucked into, you know, society pursuing a, a regular career, going to college and whatnot. So what is it about like shiny cars? It's so funny because it seems like every picture that we have of somebody that's like, look at me, I'm successful. They're like standing up against a car and they're like, this is, this is the future, right? When did that become yeah. a thing? Man, I don't know. It had to start with Ford. He changed everything when he came <laughs> out with the car. Um, it's so crazy. Yeah. Do you know Steve Sims? Are you familiar with his work? I do. I follow him on social media. I haven't had a conversation with him yet, but I do know who he is for sure. He's a cool dude. And he just did a Facebook post that had him standing up against a bicycle. And he was like, mm -hmm. if I was standing up against a car I didn't own, would you trust me more? And I feel wow. like that's what we've gotten to is like this visual idea of success. This is what I relate to. And if somebody has something other than that, they must not be successful. Yeah. So uh, I do want to share something for of me course. nowadays. I, I'm not like materialistic anymore in the past when I was maybe like 24, 25 years old, I'm 31 now. So when I was like a new entrepreneur, I thought that's what success was. I was like, Oh, I need to get the nice car, like the nice house, blah, 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 blah. But now I'm just like, that's not even success. You know, like that's just, that's a, that's a liability right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah. I remember my dream car was um, a Viper. I was sure that someday mm. I was going to have a Viper. And then yeah. I realized like, at the time that I was saying this, I was doing customer service for DirecTV, making like 12 bucks an hour. And I was like, I wouldn't even, like I would have to charge people to come look at my car to pay the insurance on it. So yeah. like, it wouldn't even cover the insurance. Um, it's crazy how we get these ideas of like, this is what's going to bring it to me, right? Yep. Yep. So you have this home-based business, but I know that this isn't what you were always in. Like, first of all, what is your home-based business and how did you find it? Yeah. So I'm in the health and wellness space. I got involved in this seven years ago. So we, we, what we do is we promote health and wellness products, water technology devices. And, uh, my, and I got in by accident. Like it wasn't my original intention to be an entrepreneur in this space, but my wife was sick on prescription medication for a kidney disease for 20 years. We heard about this amazing product and it completely transformed her health in like three months of her using this product. And when that happened, the, the company, they do direct sales. I was like, you know what? Let me get behind this. 
And I was working 12 hour shifts as an EMT working the 911 system when this happened. And I was already at a point where I didn't want to do that for the next 20 years of my life. So when this business opportunity came into my life seven years ago, I was like, this is my way out. And I saw a future in this. And so I just started educating people, sharing this product with people. Within, within two years, I started earning more income doing this part-time from home than full-time at my job. So I quit my job and I've been full-time in this thing for five years, but that's not what I do currently. Uh, it's, it's transformed a lot. Like before it was like, okay, let me like help as many people as possible achieve like true health with this product. Now I've learned so much about business and marketing and branding that I'm coaching people on how to build their own businesses now. And so it's, it's, it's developed over the years. And so that's where I'm at now. That's amazing. So are you doing that in addition to the health and wellness space or did you get out of the health and wellness space completely? It's the same thing. Yeah. It's now instead of focusing on selling these products, what I focus on is on coaching people on how to promote these products. And so it's a, it's a different perception and, uh, the, the, the focus is way different now. Yeah, for sure. So when you're working with people who are promoting a prog, uh, a product that, you know, I think that there's this stigma out there that if anything doesn't come from a store, if anything's sold from like mm. your friend, that they're just trying to find a way out of the life that they have and that the product shit. And unfortunately, that's just not true. Like the idea of network marketing right now is so brilliant for companies because they don't have the overhead. They don't have the staff. Like realistically, it's the smartest marketing thing ever. And some of the best products are set up that way. So when you're working with people talking about how to overcome these stigmas of mm -hmm. what these products are, where do you focus? It's all about education and understanding. So that's what I focus on. I have to educate people until they understand what this is, and then they can make an educated decision themselves on how the industry works. So the biggest thing that I like to explain is traditional business. They already have a marketing budget for their for getting their products or services out to the marketplace so they pay commercials they pay professional athletes to market it they pay the employees to to talk about it in the stores and all this jazz right whereas with direct sales or network marketing they get rid of all those advertising areas they still have a marketing budget but instead of commercials billboards magazines radio they don't do any of that what they do is they pay people to share this word of mouth and so the only way people are going to hear about these amazing products or services as if a friend or a family member, or a colleague shares it with you word of mouth. And so it's the same basic business concept. It, it, business works the same, no matter what, it's just the way that they do the marketing is different. That's really interesting. And I bring this up because there's this shift right now where everybody thinks that if I sign up for this ability, um, somebody told me that I'm going to make six figures in the next 30 days, and I'm not really going to have to work that hard at it. All I have to do is message all of my friends that I haven't talked to in three and a half years and see if they're interested in my stuff. And there's such a better way to do this. Number one, and number two, like nothing comes without the hard work behind it. And as a society, we have to get over this idea that there's some quick way and quick and easy way outside of just that fluke to make the type of income and life that you want to make. Yeah, it's it's very interesting because when I was brand new in this this business model, 
seven years ago, I was like that. I was like, oh, wow, I could change my life overnight and have quick success. But I've learned that business is hard no matter what type of business that you're building. And so nowadays, when I'm coaching people, I let them know, it's like, yo, this is going to be hard work. It's and it's it's going to take a commitment for you to be able to have success, but guess what? It's worth it. So, are you committed to spend the next two or four four years to learn the skills and develop the mindset to make this happen? Because if you are, then you could have overnight success in four years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So, what do you think the disconnect is, or where do you think the difference comes in? I know that you said training and education, and that may actually be the same answer, but like you know, as well as I do, when we start talking about the problems that we have, when we start explaining those problems out loud, we realize how ridiculous they are, right? Yeah. To me, the same concept applies here. If you were to go talk to somebody about starting a traditional business and say, hey, look, all you got to do is like put a sign on the door and then just like get a megaphone and tell people that this is what you're doing and you're going to be rich in 30 days. Like that's ridiculous. So why do you think people just automatically assume that's the way it works with network marketing? It's, it's where we're at as a civilization, when it comes to technology and social media, we have an instant gratification type of society. Like you can use Uber and instantly someone shows up at your house to drive across town or Uber eats, people can bring food. Now we have, what is that? Um, DoorDash where you, you can order groceries and be, you don't even have to leave your house anymore to go grocery shopping. They'll just bring it to your house. And so people already have this instant gratification when it comes to just consuming products in general. But achieving success is not like that. And so I think that's the thing is, and, and, and when we take a look at our kids nowadays, we, I have an 11-year-old daughter. She's about to be 12, but she, she lives in an instant gratification type of world. She, she has a cell phone and whatnot. When she gets out in the real world, it's not going to be fast. Like even if you take a look at going to college, it takes four years to get a degree. And what I tell people as I'm coaching, I'm always like, imagine you're going to be a doctor and you know, it takes 10 years to get your degree to become a doctor. Are you going to quit after five years because you're not a doctor yet? No, because you know, it's going to take another five years. And so I think we're, we have to help people who are new to entrepreneurship and just new to understanding how success works is to, is to coach them with their mindset from day one, that this is a long-term play. This isn't quick success at all. Success is not quick. Yeah. I 100% agree with you on that. So, you know, we have a ton of mindset training and I know that you have gone through so much on your end from the mindset and everybody's experience is different. So what, how did you particularly overcome the need for um, instant gratification and when it pops in, because I think it's human nature to want instant gratification. What's something that you rely on to bring yourself back down to earth and say, hey, be patient? So there's this, it's funny that you asked this. You're a fan of Les Brown. You had him on your show, right? I did, yeah. So he has this video on YouTube called, I am going to make it. It's like this 10 10 minute video. And uh, what he's talking about is, how to keep going when times are tough. And I've been listening to this thing for like the last seven or eight years. I've probably listened to this 10 minute audio like 200 times. <laughs> I, I, anytime I feel down or discouraged or unmotivated or uninspired, I always listen to it. And that is actually a resource that's helped me just keep believing in what I'm doing. And I think sometimes you have to have someone who has the results that you want to be there in your life to coach you to be able to get the results that you want. And so early on, 
Les Brown was a mentor to me, even before I knew this guy, just listening to him speaking into my ears and, and like developing like an unconscious competence with, with his information early on. And so from a very early age of being like an entrepreneur, I was always consuming very motivational and inspirational stuff. And still to this day, I'll wake up and I'll instantly I'll put on like something positive and I'm consuming this like as I'm starting my day. And so I think nowadays I just have a basic success mindset from everyone I've listened to over the years because the information's out there. There's so many audiobooks. like there's, there's the information's there for people to seek if they want to seek it, you know? Yeah. So let's talk about that for just a minute. Cause I love this conversation. The information's there and it's there because people can realistically put their information out and give it to everybody and few people are actually going to take advantage of it. So what in your mind separates the people who listen to something and take advantage of it from the people who listen to something and think they can osmosis that into their actions? What I found is there's three characteristics for someone who is going to become successful in business. One of them is they have a willingness to succeed. Number two is they're coachable. And number three is they're hungry. And I feel like if you lack any one of those, the likelihood of you having success is very low because you don't develop the grit. And grit is like the endurance to keep seeking until. And so I think that's that's the biggest deciding factor is people are just not willing to just sacrifice and put in the hours and years of learning how to transform because success, here's the thing, who you are now and who you're going to be even next month, you're going to become a completely different person. And so we always have to be willing and coachable and hungry to change who we are on a daily basis. And that's the biggest thing is the people that I, cause I, I've, I've coached a lot of people who are still in the same position or maybe even worse off positions than they were like a year ago. And I think it's because they're, they're not embracing change. We have to change. I think that's the biggest thing is when you consume information, number one, you have to have a willingness to consume it. But as you consume it, you have to be very, very flexible. Stacy talks about this. So like the most flexible person in any situation always wins. So we have to be flexible with changing just how we perceive the world, how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive personal development and all that stuff. Yeah. I love the three things that you mentioned and I know the answer to this, but I'm interested to hear you answer it anyways, for everybody else. Those three things, are they things that you're born with or are they things that you can develop with time? I think you could develop it. That that's my personal answer because for me, I was, I found myself 22 years old working 12 hour shifts at a job. I wasn't passionate about that. I couldn't see doing for the next 22, like next 20 years of my life. And I had to become a different person in order to get out of that lifestyle, right? And so I have friends that I knew in high school that they don't even, I'm a completely different person now than who I was in high school. And so we're able to change. That's the biggest thing. And here's the thing. If you're born with it, I'm sure some people, anomalies, the outliers, there's some greats who are born the way that they're born. And those are like the Steve Jobs and the Elon Musk, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think it's, it's for sure le- learnable. 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. And I think even, you know, the Elon Musks of the world have to develop those skills, even if they're born with it, right? Um, you know, we talk about this in sports all the time, like dedicated beats talent at any day mm. of the week, right? Always. What social media platform, if people wanted to follow up on any of these conversations, what social media platform are you most active on right now? I'm most active on Instagram at Ryan Allen Bell. Okay, First, cool. middle, last name, yeah. I had somebody asking me if you were active on LinkedIn because they're like, I've seen his name somewhere. I just don't know whether um, that's where it was, so. I have a LinkedIn. I'm not active on it. Most of, yeah, I spend the majority of my time on Instagram for sure, but I have been spending a lot of time on Clubhouse lately, which is the voice-only social media app, which is fun. Yeah, Clubhouse for a second. So what is your thoughts on Clubhouse? Because I, um, I have a love-hate relationship with Clubhouse. In my personal opinion, it is one of the most innovative social media platforms that we've ever discovered. And it, it comes down to the instant gratification. You can instantly talk to someone, build a relationship. Um, when I first got involved, I was wasting my whole life on it. I was on it for like 16 hours a day. It was crazy. And, and then what I found is I was lowering productivity in my business because I was spending so much time in there. So you have to find an equal balance. I, here's what I recommend for someone that's going to use clubhouse, ha, go into it with a business strategy on how you want to start using clubhouse, right? If you, if you do that, then you're going to be able to network effectively to, to grow your network and ultimately grow your business for sure. I'm so glad you said that because that really was my problem when I got there, right? I was like, oh my gosh, all these people. I was so excited because as a aspiring speaker, as a podcaster, as a coach, I was like, I have the ability to have a voice here that I haven't really had the ability to have a voice before, like on Facebook or Instagram where you can get lost. And yeah. then when I got on there, I was like, sweet, like you people can listen to you, right? And then all of a sudden you're like, but where'd they go? You know, cause you don't have a follow-up strategy. And then yeah. I like you, I'm spending my entire day getting lost in conversations that are great and they're not leading to anything. And I'm a big believer that, I mean, we talked about it in the beginning that success happens intentionally and mm -hmm. that every single time you're having an interaction with somebody like you get to decide what that interaction means to you. Is this a potential business partner? Is it a potential client? Is it a potential collaborator? Like, what do you want this relationship to mean? And if you yeah. don't do that, then you never get to experience it to the next level, which is why I'm glad you said have a business strategy going into it. Yep. And I think you should have a business strategy with every single social media platform that you're on for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. Like social media, Yes, it was designed for humans to be social, but I think and this is what I've, this is how these platforms make money at a deeper level. They created them for entrepreneurs to market themselves, products, services, brands, and whatnot. So it's, it's designed for business in my opinion. Yeah. And I think the thing with social media that combines with some of the problems that we have in life when we're thinking through things is we spend too much time thinking about what people expect us to do on that platform instead of what we mm. actually want to do on that platform. So there's a ton of people, if you're talking about social media, and I know you experience this so much with your clients where they're like, oh, you want me to do what on Facebook? I can't do that, right? Like I can't talk about my products on Facebook. I can't talk about my services. I can't send a message to someone because somewhere along the way, somebody posted something that said, 
I'm so tired of people messaging me. And that person heard it and said, oh, I can't message anybody anymore because this mm. person gets offended. And it's in our face all the time in social media. So what I would say to that person in that situation is, does that person that said, oh, I don't want people messaging me anymore, have the results that you want in life? So that's been like a key like factor with how I make decisions as I go about life is I only... I would say 99% of the time, I only take advice from people who have the results that I want. So if someone is being negative or they say something on social media and it rubs me the wrong way, I, the second thing I ask myself is like, does that person even have the results that I want in life? And are they achieving success the way that I want to achieve it? And if they aren't, then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take what they said with a grain of salt, you know, and that's helped me make good decisions over the years for sure. Yeah, I definitely love that strategy. And it's been a long road for me to get there where I could definitely um, relate to the, does this person have the success that I want? I think that there's a lot of people that are like my former self out there that are like, oh my gosh, everybody's got to like me. Everybody has to be happy with everything I'm doing. And I saw this amazing image one day that was like, on this side, it said, everybody likes me. And on this side, it said, everybody hates me. And in mm. the middle, I had a big so circle and it said the broke zone. And I was oh. like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like if you're in that spot where everybody likes you and nobody has this opinion of you one way or the other, you're never going to be remembered and you're never going to make any money. You have to be polarizing in on social media, but in business in general, you have to be polarizing. There, there's a concept out there called, authority versus validation. And you have to build authority for what you believe in versus trying to be validated by the people that look up to you or, or follow you on social media. So figure out what you believe in and let the world know. And who cares if they don't believe what you believe, because you'll attract your tribe. You'll find people who believe what you believe. And then the rest is history at that point, for sure. Man, that's so powerful. So I'm going to give you a taste of your own medicine here for just a minute, because you ask everybody on your podcast um, about building a home-based business and that that's the way to freedom. And I want to return that question to you. What yeah. is it about freedom in a home-based business that you think correlates to success for you? So number one, you have there, actually, there's two things you want to focus on before I answer this question. Number one, you have to define your own success or you have to define your own freedom. What is freedom to you? Okay. And number two is you have to define your own success and then you can figure out, okay, does a home-based business fit into that category? So and that's it. And that's, that's completely different for every single person. So like freedom for me, like this is freedom. I am like living freedom right now, working from home, podcasting, like not having to like clock in at a nine to five. Like my only boss is my calendar. Like this is freedom to me. Now, what is success? Success, it, you have to define your own success because success could be the stay-at-home mom who wants to be a stay-at-home mom, that's success. Success could be the podcaster who wants to be a podcaster, that's success. Success could be the multi-millionaire business owner who wants to be a multi-millionaire business owner. Like, you have to just decide what is success to you. And so once you have what is freedom, what is success, boom. But yeah, for me, that's why I view this as complete freedom, complete success, because that's how I view freedom and success. It's being able to work from home. And this is how I, I, I view success in my opinion, for sure. 
Yeah, I agree with you. And it's so funny because whenever anybody brings up freedom, what flashes in my mind, because you're right, you have to intentionally define what freedom means to you. And I remember when I um, opened my law firm, I was like, this is amazing. Like nobody's ever going to tell me what to do ever again, right? Well, we know from what we know about language that nobody includes you. And so then I sat there going, I don't have to do that. Like, I can't make myself do it. And all of a sudden I'm like, why don't I have any clients? Yeah. And why don't I have any money? Because it's like freedom. I mean, look, there's the, the military will, um, have the, the phrase attached to it that freedom isn't free. And, and while that's true, it is true of everything. Like Freedom's not free in anything you do. Like there is a price to pay for it. And are you willing to pay the price for the freedom that you say you want? And Mm -hmm. it's a question that people aren't really asking themselves before they just jump into some get rich quick scheme. Yep, for sure. I love it. All right. So we talked about your definition of success. We talked about how that had changed a little bit for you. I know for me personally, I can tell when I'm getting out of alignment with my definition of success, I need to pull back and like check myself. What does that look like to you? And how can you tell when you're going in a wrong direction? Okay. I'm so glad you asked this because I recently went through this, like not even like a couple of months ago. Um, cause we're always evolving, right? I mentioned earlier is that we're always changing and like, we're not who we were a month ago and we're not going to be who we're going to be, uh, we're not today who we're going to be in a, a year from now. Right. So I recently went through a change where my, philo- my, the way I perceived success was changing. And so every once in a while you have to take a step back and realize, okay, what is your philosophy when it comes to life in general? So for example, I found myself being way too comfortable with the level of success I already achieved. Like I I got to, they talk about, you want to be in the uncomfort zone. So I realized I was in the comfort zone for way too long. I was like, dang, like I'm not being pushed or or motivated and some things will happen that were like discouraging and whatnot. I was like, okay, I need to take like a weekend or a week to figure out like, why am I like perceiving my life like this? Right. And uh, I came across this quote and it it says, uh, what stands in the way becomes the way. And what's funny is uh, one of my mentors mentioned this to me a few years ago, and I never realized like how what like what it really meant. And then what I realized is you literally have to go through the challenges in your life to get to the other side. And so that's currently that's how I view success. Is let, let I'll give you a basic example. Let's say like you have no sales, like that's your challenge right now. So what stands in the way becomes the way. Well, obviously, in order to break through that, you have to get sales. So it's like, it's so simple. This, this concept is so simple. Whatever is the challenge in your life, that's what you have to go through. You know. And so uh, another example is, let's say you're talking about physical fitness. Right. Let's say what stands in the way become uh, what stands away becomes the way. Let's say right now you're, you're you're like, oh, I don't have good energy because my fitness isn't to the best of my ability. Well, the answer to that is go to the gym five days a week and get fit. Like that's you know, and so that's what helped me recently. And I'm having extraordinary breakthroughs right now because I'm just going through the challenges in my life. Yeah, there's so much that's coming to my mind when you talk about that. I think the number two things that are coming to my mind is number one, this idea of imperfect action, right? Like that thing that stands in the way is normally, in my opinion, it's normally one of two things. Either we don't think we know how, and we think if we research it enough, we're going to figure it out. And 
or number two is it just sucks and we don't want to do it. Right. <laughs> so, sure. yeah. um, I, I know Stacy, we've talked about her a couple of times. Um, my coach Stacy, she like really had a, a moment with me a couple of weeks ago where she's like, Amber, like, when are you going to quit learning this shit and actually do it? Mm. I'm like, well, when you put it that way, damn it. Yeah. You know, like we spend so much time learning because it's got to be perfect. And then we do it and it's awful because nobody ever learned how to run a marathon by reading a book. Right. And then we're like, oh, well, I must not be good at it. Let me try something else. So one of my mentors explains it really simply. Success is about 50% action and 50% learning. And the way he described it is you're taking you're moving forward one step at a time with your left foot is action with your right foot is learning. If you're doing 50% of the time, you're moving forward. However, if you only focus on action, let's say taking a step with your, your left foot, you're going to go in circles. You're not going to get anywhere. And if you're only learning and you're taking a step with your right foot, you're going to go in circles. Also, you're not going to go anywhere. And so that's the thing is you have to find this balance. If you're always learning, you're just, you might be doing like, the wrong thing perfectly, you know, and if you're all, if you're taking action and not learning, you could same thing, you know, like you just go in circles. So you have to find that balance. And I think that's the challenge with people is learning is more attractive than action, but action is what produces the results. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, and it's safe, right? Learning is safe. There's no risk mm -hmm. in learning. There's, I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's the safe thing. I am addicted to like really bad cooking shows. And I was watching a cooking show a couple of days ago and, um, they were making something like, I think they put like strawberries and bananas and champagne in a blender and then like put what? it over waffles. And, <laughs> um, the, the, the chef was like, there is no reason this should taste good. Like you just broke the culinary world. Right. Yeah. And, and I tell that story because like so many people are like, I'm doing it wrong. And mm. sometimes like the best things that we have in our society right now were things that were done wrong and everybody told them wasn't going to work. Wow. Um, I, I saw I, someone posted my social media the other day and they were like, they were talking about a video game, Mortal Kombat. And they're like, I can't believe I got beat by my cousin who was button smashing. They're pushing random buttons and they beat me. Like it wasn't, they had no strategy, but they still won. And so I think that's success too, is just kind of imperfect action is the answer, you know? Yeah, 100%. Cause the, I mean, there's this fine line and I want to make sure that, that we hit on this because I don't want anybody listening to this podcast and being like Amber and Ryan told me that I could just screw up all the time and I'd be successful. So um, there's this fine line where like you have imperfect action and then you look back on what was imperfect about it and you learn from it and you do it better next time. Like there has to be that reflection piece. Otherwise you're just doing shit wrong over and over again. Plan, do, review. Re write this down. This this is probably your biggest takeaway from our podcast. Plan, do, review. Create a plan. Do that plan. Review that plan and figure out a new plan. Do that new plan. Review that new plan and keep fine tuning until you figure out success. That's it right there. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And so let's, sorry, I got something flying in front of me and I just realized I was on camera as I'm trying to grab it. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so um, this is where I, what you do becomes so important because 
that reflection part and that planning and the doing part, like there's so many times that we can't actually see what the plan is and how to execute it. I had um, an experience with a client recently where they're like, I don't know how to do this. And then through a series of questions, it was like 45 seconds maybe. Mm. And I was like, sounds like you know how to do it to me. And, yeah. and this person's like, it can't be this easy. And I'm like, it, it is this easy. Like once you get out of your own way. And I think that coaches or mentors like yourself are so important in that plan and do process. Also, if you don't have access to a coach or a mentor right this second, get a journal and start asking yourself those questions, just like what you shared with me. A journal has been my best friend over the years because I'll sit there and reflect like in the evenings or in the mornings and I'll ask basic questions like, is what I'm doing right now working? And I'll just sit there and reflect. And I was like, okay, this is what we're, this is what's working. This is not what work, what's working, you know? And so a journal could be a mentor for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I want to be respectful of your time. So we're going to start to wrap up just a little bit. I do want to ask you this question though. And I don't ask this to everybody, but I'm really interested for your answer. I cool. feel like so many times we confuse success, fulfillment, and happiness. And we've lived in this world where everybody has said, do what makes you happy, which to me is the most misleading, awful phrase on the planet. Um, do what makes you happy, or I need to be fulfilled, or I need to be successful. And to me, those three things are three very different things with very different definitions. How do those yeah. things relate to you? I was happy before I found success in business, right? And I think that's a mindset thing is you could be content with your life right now no matter where you're at, you could find things to be grateful for. So I eat like this cup of water, like how amazing, like there's countries in the world that don't have fresh water, like find stuff to be grateful for. So I think the happiness piece is very simple. You just have to figure out, you have to change your perception, your filter of just what to be happy for right now. Success is unique because you define your own success. Success is unique. The fulfillment part is what I strive for most of the time because I, I like to figure out what makes me, I think it's an emotional feeling, like what makes me feel just content, right? And uh, sometimes what makes me fulfilled is enjoying my Saturday nights with my family watching a movie. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it like that could be fulfillment. And so I, I do agree with you. All of them are different. Um, the happiness is easy for sure. Success, you define your own. Fulfillment, Tony Robbins talked about that. He says true fulfillment is growth and contribution. And so I feel like if you're growing with personal development, you're progressing through life and you're contributing to other people's lives, you're going to feel this sensation of fulfillment, right? Fulfillment is, I believe it's, it's, a, it's an emotional feeling where you're just like, okay, like I'm doing life right, you know? Yeah, that's super powerful and such a great way to transition towards the end of this podcast. If people want to follow up on this conversation, where's the best place for them to get a hold of you? Where can they reach out to you? Yeah, you guys could go to my website, ryanallenbell.com forward slash podcast. And you take a look at the home-based business podcast. So there we interview people who are building successful home-based businesses. And our whole goal is to teach people how to go from working at a nine-to-five job to becoming a full-time entrepreneur. Um, if you want to actually have a conversation with me, just find me on Instagram at Ryan Allen Bell. I love it. All right. So before we wrap up, I have this really amazingly evil um, 
random round I do with everybody. Are you ready for Let's these go. questions? All right. Let's do it. Um, it's really not that bad. I just like to talk it up. Um, if you could time travel, where would you go and why? Oh my goodness. I would, I would, uh, this is the first thing that's coming to mind. I would want to be around during when the re the industrial revolution first came by. So you have like the big names like Ford and uh, Andrew Carnegie and like, like those guys, right? I want to be around like, cause those are the pioneers that we all talk about nowadays. So I'm very curious on how the, how success is viewed by those guys compared to now who are our Titans, like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos and, and those guys. Right. So I think that would be kind of cool just to go back. What that's maybe like one, one generation to success. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. You know, honestly, that's the first time that anybody's ever given me that answer of like comparing what we know as the Titans that have created life as we know it right now mm. to the people who are creating things that we can't possibly comprehend yet. Um, and yeah. comparing where those two are, that's a really interesting answer. I like it. Yeah. Um, well, the way, if, the way I, oh, go ahead. I was, I was just gonna say the way I see it is like those guys created the economy that we've that we pretty much grew up in and now the guys who are titans today are creating the economy that we're getting into and that's going to be our future you know so it's, it's very interesting it is really really interesting um if you could do any job other than what you're currently doing now what do you think would be fun to attempt skill is not a, a factor in this i do want to become a dj and make electronic dance music that's like a hobby of mine, just listening to music. I, I play guitar. I love music in general. So I actually do think I'm going to pursue this one day. Like I'm going to learn how to DJ and I would love to get to a point where I'm just performing in front of like thousands of people. I think yeah, that'd be cool. So when you get your um, highlight spot at EDC, let us know and we'll all come out For and, sure. <laughs> and hang out with you. I'll be like, the it. only reason I'm going to EDC is because I know this guy. Um, yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah. For sure. Um, we talked about a couple of amazing resources. When you're consuming content, when you're looking at resources, do you like to hold a physical copy of a book or do you listen to audiobooks? It depends. I have a huge library of physical books. I usually read books right before bed. I probably read at least 30 minutes to an hour every single night. Uh, during the day, though, since my life is so busy, I'm always consuming uh, audio. So uh, I listen to, uh, I actually upgraded my YouTube account so I don't have ads. So I listen to like stuff on YouTube, podcasts, uh, Audible all the time. So during the day, it's, it's audio. And then at night, it's physical books for sure. I love it. And if you had a book that you have gifted or recommended to new entrepreneurs the most, what is that book? New Entrepreneurs. I always recommend The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. He teaches how to build success by starting with small, simple habits. Yes. So really interesting on that because this actually goes into your whole world. So when I thought success happened way easily, I decided that I was going to become rich selling Beachbody products. Mm. And um, my coach gave me The Compound Effect. And back then was before personal development. It was before, you know, the six figure income and I didn't even read it. And I was like, forget this. Right. Wow. And then the breakdown happens and my world changes that the audience knows so much about. And I start doing personal development and reading. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about this book. And I read it. I was like, this is fantastic. <laughs> 
And what's so interesting, and the reason I tell this story is because had I read it back then, I wouldn't have understood it. Like I wasn't ready. You know what mm. I mean? But it's so crazy how those things kind of weave their way back into our life and how that's the book that you recommended. It's an amazing book. I always recommend that. Like I probably bring it up at least once a week to people for sure. Yeah. I love it. Love it. All right. Um, we talked about music, which makes this last question that much more exciting. I'm a huge music nerd. What is your pump up song? What is it when you're like a little bit down and need some energy that you just can't have a bad day? Anything Metallica. Okay. Yeah. You got so some it's funny. Sandman going on in your world. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I grew up listening to so many different types of music. Like currently my favorite genre is EDM. However, if I'm feeling down and I just need to be like, just lit up, I'll listen to Metallica for sure. And more specifically, the And Justice For All album. Well, it's like, that's the best album right there for sure. I love it. So I never actually tell people this until after they answer this question because it always influences their answer. But I have a Spotify playlist of everybody's answers. That's like my pump up playlist, right? Okay. Um, and you are the first Metallica song that's on there. Like you are the first person in like Let's 90 go. guests to say Metallica. Let's go. I love it. I love it. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I love the insights that you gave. There's some really serious golden nuggets in here that people can take to start to transform their life right now. We'll put your podcast information in the show notes. We'll put the way to contact you in the show notes. Um, and I thank you so much for your time. Amber, thank you so much for having me on. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. If anything that was said during this episode resonated with you or provided value in any way, it would mean the world to me if you would head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the More Than Corporate Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you. If you'd also like to connect, I've created a Facebook group that is full of amazing people who also make it their mission to live their best life every single day. If that sounds like something that you're interested in. The name of that Facebook group is Success Center. Head over there, request to join, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.